You bring the flock, we bring the talk. This is Flock Talk. All right, welcome back to a special episode of Flock Talk. Um, today we have uh, Tony Rack with us. Uh, how are you doing today? Man, I'm great. I appreciate you having me. I was just you know, saying earlier, uh, it's exciting to be in, in the media room, right? It's cool, the, all yeah. the designs and everything here. And uh, I'm used to seeing you know, Coach Kelsey and Coach Prosser here, so uh, I got big shoes to fill. Well, uh, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, you know, it's, um, this is my actually my second stint here. Uh, as I mentioned earlier at Winthrop, and um, man, it's, it's a special place, right? And what, what, what drew me here, um, you know, is obviously, you know, Coach Prosser and the job that, you know, Coach he is, uh, I should say. And, um, but just Winthrop as a whole, and it's growing. And Rock Hill, my gosh, it, it's, it's booming. Um, so to just be a small part of that, right? We talk about, I talk about to our players too a ton that he, everybody cares about the players and the head coach, right? So um, as an assistant and support staff, whatever has been throughout, you know, my short tenure in college basketball is just serving those people, um, and that looks a variety of different ways. And your role changes as as years go and the season goes and. You know, coach says the season's a lifetime, right? Like, you know, people die, unfortunately, and children are born, right? It's, it's a long yeah. time. Um, so your role does. It, it changes throughout the course of it. But honestly, just serving those guys and, and our, you know, and Coach Prosser, it's, it's a, and doing it in a special place like this, man, I'm, I'm so blessed. Well, um, I guess we can go over some of your accolades from high school and that won't, that college. Won't take long. That won't take long. Uh, so you were a, um, let's see, you went to Northern Kentucky. Uh, you were a as we would call it today, a three-point sniper. <laughs> um, you rank third all-time in three-point uh, field goal uh, percentage and ninth in threes made uh, at uh, NKU. Uh, you were named a team captain as a senior and also an academic All-American nominee. Um, Man, my, uh, my tutors and academic liaisons over there, I need, some, need to get a pay raise if they haven't got that yet for, for that one, my gosh. Uh, it's funny you mentioned shooter. It's only because I couldn't dribble. Um, it's a true story, and not to be self-deprecating, it's a true story. I, I, I was there, um, <clears throat> recruited as a point guard, to be transparent. Um, and they, I, I learned, I should say, or they might have learned too quickly that that wasn't a, a recipe for success. So I um, quickly moved to the two-guard position at 5'11". I'll go six foot. It sounds better. So we'll go six foot. Um, and my college roommate, they brought in the next year, because, like, again, I couldn't dribble, to be a starting point guard. Um, we played well together, man. He was he's a name, man named uh, Ethan Faulkner at Youngstown State, uh, the coach right now there, assistant coach at Youngstown. Um, he was, my gosh, he was a very, very good player and uh, made my life really, really easy on both ends of the floor. But um, when you can get open looks <laughs> in college basketball, it makes it easy for that percentage to go up. And he was um, just very gifted and had a unique ability to touch the paint, physical kid and really tough and um, just helped me a lot. And I know... Um, I still call him all the time for ideas, so he's still serving me, as we talked about earlier, um, but he helped me, you know, reach some of those goals. Um, well, while you were at uh, NKU, um, or you came back to NKU and uh, coached a little bit, and you helped them, you had, like, this massive turnaround. Um, you, would you like to talk a little bit about yeah, that? Yeah, I think it was the greatest that, in that year, uh, the, high, the greatest margin from one wins to the next. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it was 23 wins or nine or something before that. I can't know the exact numbers. Um, but it's interesting, right? Like, 
it was different then where the transfer portal wasn't a thing, and I'm sure you'll want to ask some questions about that. Everybody wants to talk about it. Um, but it was just building a foundation, right? It was, yeah, you added some a, a really good class, and, and some of those guys I don't want to mention, you know, forget names, and Carson Williams, and, you know, Dantez Walton, and Dalen Tate. Some of you guys remember from Arkansas, he grad transferred there uh, his last year, and Mason Faulkner, who we coached at Western Carolina, um, you know, first-team all-league SOCOM player. So that those guys did help early on. Um, don't get me wrong, but also was a huge buy-in from our players, right? And we joke, and we could have literally said to them, man, let's play with four guys today, and they would be like, oh, it's a great idea, right? They, they just bought into everything that, uh, at the time, Coach Brandon, the head coach, who went on to be the head coach of Cincinnati, you know, a couple years after that, and um, just completely bought into what we were doing, honestly, and it was so fun. Um, and I, I, I'm telling you, like, you talk about a team and for three years that just – Truly, and they won two NCAA, two conference championships in the tournament and one regular season in between the year. They didn't win the tournament. Um, but just a group that had a heck of a ride, man. It was so fun. And literally, you talk about just like jumping on, right, at the right time and just being a part of it was, was special. And there's guys, LaVon Holland, who those names, uh, if NKU people probably remember very well. And honestly, it was a true story that we played Kentucky on uh, the first round of the tournament. And if we'd have won that game, I'm telling you, I was not prepared for the next one. Uh, so it would have been bad for a coach. I get funny stories there. But we were playing Kentucky um, in Indianapolis. And, you know, they had De'Aaron Fox and Malik Monk and Bam and all these guys. And I'm watching Fox last night. And he's the only player that I've ever played or coached against. And this is honestly the truth. Where I looked at our staff like, oh, my gosh, we're in trouble. <laughs> he, he is so fast. Um, so what he does on, in, in the playoffs right now is no, no surprise to me. Um, but the best player on the floor that night was a young man named LaVon Holland for Northern Kentucky. He was, he was terrific, um, just a great player. We were so lucky um, that he, again, bought into it. And then the best player in school history on that team was a young man named Drew McDonald. Um, I talked to you know quite frequently, and he um, was a better coach while he was playing than I was actually coaching. So you talk about learning from just watching great players, man. Like, it, it was awesome, right? And that's kind of been the thing that the game evolves in, in – you know, coaches just watch, right? Like, what is what is that guy doing? And you can just take lessons from from great players and from Cole Murray on that team as well. I don't want to forget his name. My gosh, he's a huge winter supporter. Came to the conference tournament. I mean, the guy is um, all in on the Eagles as well. So, um, some guys that follow us from afar, and um, hopefully, I get them some you know bottom season tickets next year. Um, so, while you were at Western, uh, we talked a little about this a little bit before the show. Um, you were named the uh, 2017 and uh, through 18 uh, Under Armour 30 Under 30 recipient. So, how did that help your uh, like boost your coaching? Yeah, you know, I think it it brings validity to people on the outside, right? When you're when you use it in recruiting, it feels weird when you're talking to a kid, right? You gotta like mention it or get, you know, your GA or coach or our video coordinator who's amazing to mention it on the visit or something. Uh, I think it brings a little bit of validity to it. Um, but honestly, that was a reward or an award, I should say, that was given to the people that I've worked for, right? It was, you know, I was with Coach Kelsey here in the sets we had, and then you talked about Norman Tucky, I just talked about that with John Brannon, and then to get with Coach Prosser, and, and I mean, I mean this, like, everyone's got pros and, and, and cons and things they're good at, weaknesses and strengths, and, um, you know, Coach Kelsey obviously is signing for a million dollars a year, and Coach Brannon signed for a million dollars a year plus in Cincinnati, right? So don't hear what I'm not saying. Um, they both are terrific coaches, and I learned a great deal from them. Um, but Coach Prosser, in terms of his first year as a head coach, right, was was the most ready for that. Um, it's in his blood. It's in his DNA, right? And it wasn't that we won more games. I'm not sure we did. Um, but 
w- taking a program and watching him like from day one, like he can lead, he can direct. And honestly, um, he did a great job with me in terms of letting me make mistakes, yeah. right? Like, and <laughs> ask him, I made, <laughs> I made a million of them. Um, but his leadership is so unique um, in letting our players um, form their identity on the court and, yep. and um, letting our coaches coach. And I think it's why his staff stays together. Um, so well, but also why our players came back, right? There's a million recent reasons, and it takes a village. Why is Kelton Toffer coming back? Why is Chase Claxton, Mike Anuma, Sincere McMahon, Kaysen Harrison? I mean, you can go to the list. I'm probably forgetting some, right? Like, how in that in college basketball does that happen? Like, the main factor, if I had to pick one, is just Coach Prosser, right? And so um, it is a culture of joy, and it's something I'm not wired that way, man. Like, I'm wired like more, right? Like, grit, and he is – the the almost the antithesis of that where it's just like man it's a it's a game in of itself and um allowing our guys to to have fun while they play college i think is important so to answer your question man i work for three really good people and i got lucky to to do that all right um well i got some got some friends um a lot of alumni say you're like they're big fans of you uh so wow uh yeah uh, my, so, my, my blackmail's working. It's, it's, my money's paying off. I mean, you've probably seen this meme before, right? <laughs> <laughs> it was on my door. Someone did put that picture uh, on my door. So whoever did that, I, I thank you. That, that is hilarious. Michael, uh, he sent it in our group chat. Like, oh, this is when we beat Longwood last year. Okay. And he was like, um, he's like, you need to send this and at Longwood <laughs> and Twitter on Twitter. And I did that. And... And I got a text of one of their staff members, actually. This isn't a coach I played with at Moore High School. Um, so he texted me. So whoever made it and you guys talk about doing it, you, it made an impact. It, it, it's fantastic. So um, we talk about, like, you know, Pross having an impact on the team. What is your impact on, like, specifically this team and also, like, every team you've helped coach? Yeah, I think, honestly, um, this past season was one I've never experienced um, with injuries. It, I've yeah. never – I mean – one, two, three, four season ending in, in all theory, in all, you know, you look kind of look at it like I, four, right? Like, yeah. man, and, and guys that played significant roles. Um, just you look across it, it, it was just absurd. And not only that, like, there was throughout the course of the year, there were other injuries that, you know, you don't, you, and everyone has that, but like on top of the four for the year or whatever it is, like, you know, it, it just, it added up. And so you answer your question, like, being that constant energy giver, um, I think. Is something like you can you can just choose to do, right? And so I, I just chose. Hopefully that they felt that every day was um, a point where just chasing a championship and giving our guys the best opportunity. And when you got seven guys out there, right, at times, and yeah, um, it's hard to practice. I will say I never practiced. Coach Prosser asked me a few times when I pull out the old uh, my shoulder hurts and my back hurts, um, and so I, I got to avoid that. So I should have done the better job of that. But um, my role this year was was different. It was just honestly and really focusing on being positive and having a lot of energy every day um, because our guys deserve that. The kids that did, you know, were healthy and play, man, we're so proud of them, right? The, the record is, you know, 10 and 8 in the league is not what Winter is about. Um, and we know that and they know that. But I'm telling you, like, that's a byproduct of something else. Like, well, what they, the work that they did and bought into it and fought every day, um, I'm so proud of them, right? And I know it doesn't do anything, but it's something I've never been a part of. And Another reason, I think Kelton made a quote to me, Major Madness maybe. I could be wrong on the source, but um, talking about just, and we've seen before, and um, the adversity brought us closer together as a family, right? And it did, man. Yeah. I mean, um, and honestly, the guy that got, should have got a lot of credit by the end of the year who 
had to learn how to do this with Mike Noomba to lead while he didn't play. Yeah. Um, and he'll and I've told him this and he acknowledged this and uh, he wasn't a great leader while he was hurt until about the last three weeks and everyone's like, man, what what happened? Like, I think Mike Noomba happened, right? Like he just took, you know, he didn't know if he's coming back or not. I think he would. I don't want to go out this way. Um, and I think he took pride in. Um, serving others as well, and his whole deal changed, and our guys followed. And so, to see him on the court next year, man, I am so excited for him. He deserves it. Um, and I'm telling you, you can mark it down. We're gonna be really good, right? Like you mark it down. I, I don't care what happens. You know, I don't say hell or high water, for lack of a better word. Like this team is gonna be really, really good. Um, how good? That's up to them, right? The players decide that. But like this mindset these dudes got right now, from spring workouts to helping and recruiting, right to they, they took it on their own. I, I found out, you know, you know, I called a kid that committed, and uh, I won't mention his name, but one of the three that committed. Um, one of the reasons he committed is that, man, your players reached out to me, right, like on their own, right, like, and it was just something that you can tell these guys want to win, um, and so I can, you can mark it now, right, it, yeah. with their big goals going to be really good next year. All right, you heard it here first. Um, so you you mentioned the word, uh, you know, family. Um, how has this team? and the coaching staff and the community become one family. Yeah, you know, it's funny. Um, and we, and Coach Prosser, the one thing we say to every kid that, you know, your student athlete or anyone you recruit, like, I mean this. And he says all the time, like, I would rather you um, go somewhere else, right? And now, don't go in our league. We always joke around with it. Um, but I'd rather you go somewhere else than us mislead you than to come into Winthrop. Um, and so we never, ever have to misguide people or, or – you know, portray the truth in a different light. We don't do that. Uh, this place is so special. You don't have to. It sells itself. Yeah. Um, and the one thing that the community support is palpable, right? We take a kid out to, to Hobos or Burgers and Barley or Wing Bones or Legal Remedy or fill in the blank. And you're, and you're around all these unbelievable camp, there's things around campus. The Event Center brand new, their support, right? And we may or may not play a couple games there next year. I'll give you a, a hit. Um, and so the support that, they, that they're throwing in, like I'm telling you, you feel it on a visit. Right, and so you come to a game, and it's like both sides are packed. Right, like now, we got to do a better job with the community, the students. We got to do a better job getting students there. Right, and like that's on us. And um, I told you, we're gonna put a product out there that they that they want to come to. Um, it's fast paced, and we're gonna win a lot of games. Um, but I, the community is always there. Right, you win five games, you win twenty five games. The community's there. Yeah. Um, so please, please, if you're listening to this, like trust me when I tell you, it's a huge deal. Um, to our current guys, retaining them, um, and if you want to put re- retain, recruit, right, Re- recruiting um, players, and then you know, kind of repeating it, Re- you know, retain, you know, recruit, retain, repeat, and put it on, you know, on just full circle and on loop, if you will. Um, and so the community is a huge part of that. And I don't want to mention someone's name, so I'll forget some people. Um, but trust me, we're going to find ways um, with the you know working on getting a collective here started. So if you want to help financially, there's ways to do that as well. Um, that process has started. Um, there's ways to help just at the Eagle Club. There's a million different ways financially, but also just coming to games, right? Just showing your support um, goes a, a great deal. And we have, you know, new ways of season tickets and everything else. Like, please, please, please reach out to us. I think we're trying to do a tip-off dinner, uh, come to that. Everything we could possibly do, man. This The players feel it, and you have a huge impact. This is not just Winter University. This is, this is Rock Hill, and the reason we say – rock the hill is because of you guys so please help us uh, continue to to rock the hill um so we mentioned this you know briefly before um you're the you're the recruiter aren't you wow that it takes a village you know we 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 honestly we 
we do it together. Yeah. Um, and I appreciate you. I know what you're saying there. Yeah. I, I, I truly appreciate it. Um, but I mean it. Um, when you get to, I'm telling you, man, like I get to sell Coach Prosser, right? Like, how, how easy, right? Like, I'm, I get there, if I had, like, who else would you rather play for or let you do this and this and let you, and honestly, we're not a, you know, you, you look at, I'm trying to think of how to describe my, my you're all product of your experience. And um, with Coach Kelsey, it's like the standard, right? Like he has standards and he's never going to vary from that. Like, and that is a strength, right? Here's the standards. I went from Coach Brandon, who at NKU was like very intentional, right? Every day we would joke, we'd come in and be like, all right, we have really intentional today. Like, yeah, Coach, like opposed to the last 455 days we've been together, right? Like he is, there is nothing he doesn't think of, right? And then you go to Coach Prosser, and it is so um, player driven, right? Where the, the he is bringing in the right kids and letting them in staff and letting them run, right? He always says like, you know, hire really good people and sign really good people, and you'll be amazed. Let them do their job, and you'll be amazed with the results, right? And that in that that mindset is is something I'm not used to, right? I just told you about two guys that weren't that way in terms of like discipline and intense and, and everything else. Um, and he is very very player driven right and I think which is why they're coming back right and it wasn't this huge oh they're getting paid all this money right like which is great and then we you know again I just talked about we got to step it up um but that's not why they came back right they came back because this place is special and a huge part of that is coach Prosser so I get to sell the community and family you talked about and then I get to sell coach Prosser like and then our players like they get to do it right it's just man I'm, I'm so blessed right like and, and never did I, I didn't go to the final four not calling coaches to get new jobs like I, I want to be here right I, I want to be right where I'm at and so um, I've learned a long time ago man like and I know I'm young but you don't mess with happy right like I am so happy um, working here working for him like you don't mess with now it's like the Golden State Warriors call like am I out of here probably right but that's not happening anytime soon so um, I, I just mean it. I, I'm, I'm so freaking blessed to be here yeah. oh we're happy that you're here um, we do love your energy. Um, sometimes, you know, we don't we don't think Pross is going to get ejected. We're scared you're going to get ejected. Being so animated. <laughs> yeah, I. It's funny. Um, yeah, you know what? I'll just I'm going to punt on that one. Um, you know, I do I do try. I I, I, I struggle with sometimes uh, the best. You know, the, the moment of the game gets to you, but I do really try to be in games. Right, the players will disagree in practice probably. Um, that's okay. Um, but in games, as an assistant, again, I know it's about the head coach and about the players. Yeah. Um, and so I really, really try to, when things are good, celebrate. With, yeah. And you'll know it. You see it. The fist pumps and um, you know, hugging coach and the players and smiling, making guys laugh. I really try to. Um, in game, and, and when game, things aren't going well, try to be calm. Yeah. Uh, in practice, it's probably the opposite. I'll just be transparent. Um, but in games, you're right. Like if I get, if I get thrown out, it'll be for a uh, celebrating on the court or some kind of crazy kind of fist pump. Um, so before we get into like uh, previewing next season and stuff, I kind of want to recap uh, this past season and um, kind of what you've seen, uh, like mostly the development in the players. Because I know, you know, speaking on the injury stuff, Mike Numa gets her preseason, um, and all these other guys yeah. get hurt, and then you have, you know, KT missing some games here and there with some sicknesses. I forgot about that. I yeah. didn't even. I didn't even. I didn't even come. You know, it's, I lost two. It's two probably big losses in there that you wouldn't have had. Um, you know, now you're 12 and six in the league, and you're the three C or four C, whatever it is. Um, it's a little different. You know, your road, uh, and you feel different, right? Yeah. Um, 
So I'll let you ask that question. But yeah, that you know, Cameron Whiteside never got right from his torn ACL. I think he's yep. just now getting there. Um, he'll have a great career. Um, maybe a great season going forward next year. Yeah. Um, but he, he'll tell you like it just wasn't never that ACL was a bit the thing and. Um, obviously, Isaiah Wilson, you know, was starting point guard before he yeah. got hurt, and Howard Fleming's injury in the knee. And man, it was just. And then you talk about like Kelton Telford, the first team only player missing games when you already don't have depth, right? Or Chase Claxton missing games, and Corey Hightower missing the league game, right? Like you just down the list, and Casey Harrison missing games early and not being able to practice. Norris Barty getting hurt, so we had a red shirt, right? There's just so many things that went into the year. Um, that sounds like excuses, but you're just answering answer, answer the question you asked. Um, and a lot of it, honestly, we have to do a better job. And there was more coaches than players. Um, when all those injuries happened, I'll be honest, um, we tried, you know, we, I won't give away all of our secrets, we were doing things defensively differently, and we aborted mission um, yeah. when all the injuries happened. And not being able to practice when you uh, changing your game plan mid-year, like going under ball screens and doing this and this and this, just trying to figure it out. Yeah. Um, and I was the problem, I was the reason for that, right? So I'm the one to blame. Um, and it didn't work out defensively because of that. And so, again, it's a, a learning experience for all of us, but it wasn't the player's fault, right? It was my fault. Um, but when you're in that moment and guys are going down and you're just trying to, like, oh, my God, what, what do we do to win this next game? And, um, and so learning that you, no matter what, you've got to do what you practice. Um, and we practiced something all offseason and didn't do that during the yep. year. Um, and so that, that's my fault on the defensive end. And, um, that, again, that, that's going to change. Um, so I want to bring up some, I know I can't remember the statistics like off the top of my head, but I know, um, we had, I wouldn't say one of the loudest environments, but, uh, one of the craziest environments, uh, for opponents, free throw percentage. <laughs> um, but also Kelton Talford was one of the top shooters in college basketball. Um, so how was that? Cause, uh, you know, the loss of DJ Burns last year, um, you bringing, KT in to play the five, um, and he's uh, naturally a four. Mm-hmm. So, how was that development from the year before to like last year? Uh, how did you? Yeah, he couple, was like a completely different player. Yeah, there's a couple questions, a loaded question there. I'll, I'll try to address it if I can remember them all. If not, yeah, steer yeah, back yeah, in the right direction. Um, the I talked about the community being amazing, right? And the student section, you know. In a couple games a year, they're really good, and they impact the game. But the ones that do come, my gosh, they bought in, right? They're there like at 5.30 for a 7 o'clock game, right? Like, so, yeah, of course, that sec- – I think we're second in the country in opponent's field goal yeah. percent, or free throw percentage. Yeah. Like, of course that happened, especially at home, right? Like, because those students were bought in, yeah. right? Like, and they were – and I said, if you can get 50 more of them or 100 more, like, what, what could it be? Yeah. Um, and so that's the drive there and the motivation there. But the ones that did come, trust me, trust me, um, it doesn't go unappreciated in our staff meetings. And um, thank you guys so much. It, it's, I'm telling you, it impacts basketball. It impacts games, right? Go watch the NBA playoffs if you don't believe me, right? Those fans are, are – I mean, Draymond Green's insane. I mean, it, it's insane, right? Like, um, trust me, it impacts games. And so thank you um, from the bottom of our hearts for that one. And to answer your question about Kelton, um, in an era – this is last year, right? They're like where people were leaving, right? And the playing time, you don't know. Corey Chase is there, and, and DJ is still coming back at that point. The kid never blinked about leaving Winthrop, right? Never blinked. And, like, he was playing, like, I don't know, 12 minutes a game or something down the stretch. I don't know what it was, right? Like, but never blinked because of the community, the family, and what you talked about, and Coach Prosser, and, like, never blinked. And, like, just put his head down and worked, right? Like, 
And sometimes when you don't worry about, like, again, don't mess with happy, of all the distractions on the outside, right, yeah. and got their transfer early in their mind in January and February and watch how they finish out their seasons, right? This dude was just locked in and, and just working. Um, so when DJ left, and he left very, very late and put us, oh, honestly, yeah. in a really tough spot, and, um, and I love DJ to death, but that, that, that was difficult for us to, to handle at that point. Um, and, again, part of that's on us not being prepared. Um, but when that happened, it was like, Kelton, I mean, it was like from one day you're playing this, the next day here it is. But he was ready, right? Like his, my gosh, he didn't blink. The man was just like, yeah, of course I'm going to be a first-team all-league player, right? Like did not for one second blink, and that wasn't luck, right? Like from the moment the season ended in that championship game to when that happened, the news happened, DJ was leaving, he, he was working. And then when when he left, DJ left, he kept working and kept working and yeah. kept working, right? And so – the kid and still working, right? Like I'm telling you, in the gym, I've literally been here since. I mean, Monday through Friday, I won't say the weekends, right? I don't, I'm not here all day, all day through the weekends, right? So I don't want to. I don't know. I'm sure he is, um, but Monday through Friday, the dude is in here shooting free throws on free throws on free throws, right? Like he knows, like I, he wants to be a pro, right? Like you gotta get that up. It can't be 66. percent It's gotta be 80, right? Like he wants to shoot threes. He's in the gym shooting, right? Like. So well, next year you ask me the same question. My God, he's shooting on the perimeter. He's at free throws are going up. He's he's defending one through four, right? Like how did that happen? Like it's going to be because he puts the work in. Yeah. Um, and there's no magic formula, right? Um, there's not. There's a secret. I, I joke. The secret's in the maple, and I know the hardwood technically isn't made of maple, but it, a lot of wood is made of maple, so yeah. we'll go with that. Um, the secret's in the maple. The guy just works. Um, and so I wish it was some some coaching strategy that I did or Coach Prosser did that made us geniuses. Um, now I will say, Coach Prosser's. One, two, three, three of the last four big men that he's coached has been first team all league players. Yep. Um, so if you're a five man looking to transfer, it's probably a pretty good place. Uh, which we did get a, a pretty good one, I think. Yeah, and I'll, yeah, I'll leave yeah. it at that. And it probably had something to do with it. And the one in between there was the COVID year, where you know you're not playing all the games, right? So guys are playing different games, everything else. So like that kid named Digger Cork is starting for TCU right now, like a pretty good player. So coach has had success with developing big guys with skill. Yep. Um, but that work is 100% Kelton Talford, and I'm telling you, you're going to be um, even more surprised, or maybe not surprised, even more pleased uh, next year with him. Yeah. So um, going off of that, uh, next season, um, I know some of the game. One of the games has already been leaked. Uh, playing Xavier in exactly. Cincinnati is that a homecoming for you? You know, <laughs> it, it, it'll be again. I'll be outshined by the head coach there. Um, it'll be Coach Prosser, uh, and rightfully so, right, with his father. And, yeah. and in that area, man, I grew up there. Like, that dude is an, an idol, a legend, right? Yeah. And him and the Bob Huggins rival, and it, it was insane, right? Yeah, it was yeah. just um, built those two places um, in Cincinnati and Xavier. And um, it, it'll be cool for Coach. I'm sure he'll go. I know his father's buried there. I'm yeah. sure he'll go by that. And to be on the same sideline that he grew up watching his dad coach, I mean, I, I can't imagine the, the – Emotions now probably a little easier the second time. Right? We did it once when we were at Western. We should have won the game. Um, I had a kid that I put on Scott report couldn't shoot. He made five, I think five threes. Um, now he didn't make one for another month after that. If you're wondering, but I still uh, our guys are letting yeah, me know yeah. about that one. So rightfully so, I deserve that. Um, but I do think that they're going to be really good. They're going to be top preseason top twenty five. I'm sure uh, Coach Miller does an unbelievable job, and oh, yeah. um, it'll be fun, man. It'll be a test for us, and uh, I will I will say we're trying to you know. Probably that trip in another game up there as well. And so 
Uh, we've had some teams around the area, maybe I just mentioned one earlier, uh, to play us, and um, I'm not sure they will play us. And some coaches that may have played us in a different conference before don't want to play and everything else. So um, there's teams that don't want to play, and we're, we're going to keep trying to play us, or play them, I should say, and make it, and make it work. And, um, but trust me, I mean, just like I told you, like, it's, not, it's no surprise, no, it's not new information. Oh, my God, Winthrop Eagles are going to be really good next year. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. Scheduling is very, very difficult. Um, and it, cause it is, it's, it's, it's funny when coaches say like, nobody will play us. Like, that's not true. People will play you. Like, do you want to play the people that want to play you is the question, right? Like, do you want to do that? So, um, we know there's games to be out there to be, to be had and, um, we're going to schedule and, you know, coach, you know, Chuck Ray does an unbelievable job and, um, actually Dave Freeman helps as well with scheduling, to be honest, our radio guy. And we sit down a lot and, um, you know, three way or different calls and it's all about our net ranking. Um, and getting, you know, when we go to the tournament, I don't want to be a 16 or 15 seed, right? I mean, I want to go to the tournament, don't get me wrong. Um, but I want to give our kids the best chance to, to win a game there, right? If you're a 12, 13, 14, like, you really can, you know, if you win one, you might be able to win two. Like, why not at that point? Um, and so, you know, I, I just think that um, there's, you know, scheduling games, again, intentionally to give yourself the best seed, right? And that's been going on here for, for years. It's not a new thing, right? I'm not... Um, but I think, you know, whether it's a neutral site game, again, all the games at the event center and quotes are neutral site games. So we do play one there that counts as a neutral site game. So understand that there's, 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 um, thought process in all that, right? It's all about the NCAA tournament. I'm telling you, um, our roster is really, really good. Um, now again, you got, you got to stay healthy, right? And yeah, we, yeah. we've learned that unfortunately firsthand. Um, but these kids are, are motivated and I, I can't wait to see, um, what they do. No, I'm not going to give you any more uh, game releases out there. If that's what you were asking, I'll let you do that work. Uh, I do want to kind of like a hypothetical question. So if you could, if you could have any team in all of D1 basketball schedule for either a neutral side game, a home game, or an away game, who would you do? Because like, because mm. I know there's a, like, a, like last year we played Auburn, LSU. We like played two of the SEC mm-hmm. powerhouses. Yeah. I mean, traditional, because LSU kind of stunk it up at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I think a home game with anybody would be cool. Because um, we haven't had a, it's been a big while. home game in a while. Yeah, VCU yeah. was here, I think, one time. I was here my first year for that. I don't know if we brought anybody else back since. Uh, that's when they were obviously really good. And Chuck and yeah. Smart. And so I say VCU, it sounded a lot. Obviously, not that they're not good now, but it sounded – it was Final Four VCU, right? Yeah. Um, that happened. And, um, you know, I think it would be cool. You know, I think – Clemson and South Carolina. I know our fans love that, and that's just something that's awesome. And you give them a home game, be better. Um, but we'll go play there if that's what they want to do. Um, and so, you know, and I coach this all the time. Like I respect the schools that do want to play us, right? That and they have the same situation, right? Like the reason now that we're able to get three or four guarantee games a year, right, is because they have the same problem: is they're trying to increase their net. And teams and the teams that will schedule us the most, to be transparent with you, are those bubble teams, right? That the I may have mentioned a few of them right earlier, right? Like there's a few bubble teams in the area that need to get in the NCAA tournament. And so they know a win versus Winthrop goes a long way. Um, and so that those are the ones that we have to strategically find. And Chuck does a great job, man, helping us do that. And, again, Dave Freeman does as well, um, making those connections and, um, you know, trying to get a date that works. But to answer your question, I, I don't know if I have – I don't know, the, the Lakers play college games and depending on LeBron would be kind of cool. And Durant, maybe the Suns, right? That would be yeah, yeah. Um, cool. But, no, I don't think those two teams will, will come down here, the Warriors. They can play the Hornets. Um, the Hornets, there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, college teams, man, it's, it changes every year. But um, 
anybody at home would be fantastic. I just don't know if anybody would want to do it. But they're hopefully they hear this podcast and want to come down here to Rock Hill, man. Please, you have my number, my email. Uh, let's play. Rock the Hill. Uh, last thing I really want to touch on is these – I know we can't talk specifics, but uh, some of these transfers that we have coming in and, uh, you know, some guys looking at the school. Yeah, you know, I think we're actually – and probably, hopefully as of now, again, we got surprised last year late on the May 15th deadline, so I don't want any of that. Um, but as of now, you know, our, um, I think our recruiting is, is finished. Everybody comes back, and, um, you know, you'll see some guys on Twitter probably already out there. And, you know, one signed yesterday. I think one just signed earlier today uh, that might get posted here soon. So if you see it posted, you can, you can mention their name, um, and I'll, I'll address that. Um, but two were posted. One yesterday, I think one's going out today as well. Um, the, other, the big guy as well is on there. You guys saw that um, – we talk about those three kids, um, man, just terrific kids. I'm telling you, like, you know, we do the – and coach is, is really big in recruiting on getting the right kid. And we make mistakes sometimes. Like in basketball, right, when you're evaluating, you think someone's going to be really gifted or really good. Sometimes they're not, right, or it doesn't work well in your system, right, you think it is. But I promise you the same intention or same attention to detail um, or intentionality that we spend on – talent we spend on character um and academics coach has the abc's you may have heard about it academics basketball character um and any red flags were out right like and it's not that we don't believe in second chances we do um but we promise all the kids in the community here we're going to be surrounding you with really good kids and recruits that come in so if you're a man of your words you can't just offer somebody because they're a good basketball player right and so um we it it helps us honestly and it's hard at first how to get used to it as an assistant um, but it streamlined your process, right? And so, yeah, we make mistakes. Sometimes, you know, every co- high school coach lies to you, right? And says, oh, he's the best kid of all time, right? So you're trying to, like, call guidance counselors and professors and, and Twitter searches and everything else you can possibly find. Um, but in five, five years now, we've had no issues with, with females or with, you know, the law enforcement, knock on wood. Like, I, I, don't, I don't think that's luck. Right, I think yeah. that's us, uh, Coach Prosser. You know, really trying to bring in the good, the right kids, and you know, and Coach Prosser has never, and I mean ever, told a kid to leave because of basketball talent. Right, in five years, right? If if you don't, if you aren't good enough in our system, or you're not talented enough, that's on us. We misevaluated, right? That that's as us. We take that as a staff. So you'll never, and that's not common. College basketball people are getting rid of kids left and right. Um, unfortunately, I think we're talking about the portal here and kind of a little yeah. bit more, and I can dive into that, um, which is why I'm so passionate about the way the portal is going, and I love to talk about it. But um, schools are running kids off. We don't do that. Um, now, we have, and in our first year at Western, there's a couple of kids that, you know, before the transfer portal, you're allowed to have kids play right away. We had two old Mason Faulkner, all league point guards sitting out, right? And um, we actually got rid of a couple of kids that, you know, we had no point guards on our roster because of coach said, like, I want the right kids. So, yeah, if you're not about the right thing, well, we ask you to move the program, sure, but that's only of character issues, right, or things that um, you may have made a mistake that, you know, that we can't come back from, um, you know. So, but in terms of, like, doing it the right way, I'm telling you, man, that you won't find another a better guy in, in college basketball. Um, compliance rules, everything else. I mean, again, can you make a mistake? Sure, but, like, in terms of, like, intentionally breaking a rule, the answer to that is heck no, right? He is – um, he's so paranoid about it. Like, if you said right now, Coach, we're asking him a violation, he'd sprint through here uh, and probably tackle me. Um, now, him sprinting would be an issue. I think last year he tried to sprint. And he had, like, this huge, like, he, like, I don't know, he tore his hamstring or something. His hamstring was bruised for, like, two weeks. Um, so, please don't ask Coach Prosser to sprint. Uh, but he would come in here and tackle me if that happened. All right. Um, last thing I want to um, 
ask you is, uh, is there anything you want to plug into this episode, like any projects, uh, like social media, uh, anything? Yeah, the flock what you guys are doing is awesome, right? And I'll, I'll, I'll try to retweet this whenever you do post it, and I'll try to, um, we will try to get this thing out here. And, we, and you guys, the student section, trust me, impact games. Um, and I know you asked, and I keep dodging it, and I'll try to address it, is the portal. And, like, what, you know, it's really good for the kids. The kids, the student athletes deserve, uh, deserve probably not the right word, but they, it's, they, you know, had the opportunity to move. And it's like every student does, right? And I think that's really cool for them. Um, and Do you can, think there should be, like, limitations? Yeah, you know, it's funny you ask. Like, and we'll get the image and likeness, and they deserve all that too, right? Yeah, I yeah. think I just talked about the thing that's not getting addressed um, is – there's got to be a, a, a punishment or a consequence for schools running off players um, that aren't good enough, right? And that's, and that's my point. Is like, Matt, put yourself in a high school kid in a family situation, and you let's just say Winthrop, and you sign up to play for – let's go the Phoenix Suns, right? Sign up for the Phoenix Suns to go play, right? And you're, on, you're at you know, Phoenix Suns University, right? And, and, you're, and you're getting ready to play. And, like, I sign up, you sign up for the coach in the school for a four-year de- degree, and the year later, you're not. They don't think you're good enough, and they get rid of you. Now you got to go maybe Division two. Maybe the school doesn't have your major. Right? Like think about all the consequences that happen from that. Right. So we have to do a system that protects them. Now, coaches also aren't, and rightfully so, aren't going to give you four year deals when you can leave in one. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Right. So I think that there's got to be contracts on the front end. Um, hey, if you want to sign a one year, two year, three year, four year deal, right? It gives coaches um, some continuity in the roster, but it gives families and players. Um, some, what's the right word I'm looking of? Just some, put them at ease, right? Some comfort of, you know what? Like, I, I'm here for four years. Now, if the coach leaves the contract, obviously she can be null and void. The kid can leave. Yeah. No consequence. Um, but if the coach doesn't leave and the player wants to leave and you go back, you got to sit out a year, right? It almost be like a non-compete clause yeah. where it's like you can't compete in college basketball for a year um, if you break the contract, right? And if, we, if the coach wants to get rid of you still, Right, he's got to have a consequence, yeah. um, and that should be you lose a scholarship for a year, for example. And I'm not—I don't know all the details of how to make that work, but it's not that complicated. There's been contracts for businesses going on forever. Non-complete co- clauses are have been in there for all time, right? So, like, this should be a simple process. So we can solve both sides of this. You know, everybody can be happy. Where like you can offer long-term deals, and kids can take a one-year deal. They want to better themselves, and I want to go to the Suns next year, right? Like, you can do that. Um, and obviously, it still ties into academics, right? If you fail out of school or you get in trouble and you get arrested, right? You, this, this contract will be null and void. Um, and, you know, and again, if coach asks you to leave, then he should, they should lose a scholarship for a year and they got to have a punishment as well. Um, yeah. But it solves the problem. Everyone keeps saying, like, oh, it's not fair for the coaches that they got to change their roster every year. There's some truth to that, right? And, but what the story is not being told is it's not fair for the players and they're getting ran off, yeah. right? And the, and the famous thing everybody does is, like, look at you like, hey – you're not going to play here next year. Do you want to play to be happy? Yes. Well, it's not going to be here. All right. Well, you ran him off, right? You can sit there and you can manipulate it and trick yourself, and you ran the kid off, right? And so, if you decide to do that, right, that you should lose, be punished in some way. And the kid, if he decides to leave and break contract, then he should be the the non-compete clause. And I think, and I'm not saying that's the right answer. I'm just thinking it's an option. Um, but these kids, you know, they're getting paid, right? Look across college basketball, right? Like, so let's do it by a contract. This is how much you get paid. This is how much you sign for, and let's move on. Opposed to where it's like the donor's given to the collective, and the collective's given to the kid. Like, what what are we doing, right? This is now there's tax ramifications. The kids don't know what they're doing with it, um, and some schools are trying to help, but like it, it's just um, it's, a mess. It, it's a mess. Doesn't have to be that way. But yes, yes, they should if if they're worth what they're getting paid for, 100. percent 
why would we not pay these guys? That's what they're, what they're worth, right? And um, so, yes, let's do that. Let's transfer portal should exist. I think it's great, um, but you have to, you, you do, you, we have to figure out a solution to um, the best of both worlds here. And I think I, I've studied it and I'm not a genius by any means, but my God, a contract, it just seems, it seems, first of all, it seems um, the schools are going to be like, eventually, I, I can't imagine the schools wouldn't be like, why are we going through donors and everything else to pay the kids when we can just go right to us to pay them, right? And you can't do that right now in the NCAA-wise. So I, I think that'll change here soon. It won't take long. It just seems, it seems nonsensical to do it this way right now. So, uh, and every school, you know, all the high majors especially are all paying these kids anyway. So let's just, let's just streamline it and get out, get out in the open and, um, hopefully, you know, my assistant coaching voice at Winthrop University might not go very far, um, but I, I think the right people, uh, I trust the NCAA. They're, so, they're freaking 10 times smarter than me, and um, they'll figure this thing out. Yeah. Well, um, I know this summer, uh, Pross is having his camps. Would you like to promote that or anything? Yeah, it's, and it's funny. Like, some people used to, you know, some people um, – <laughs> I've been around a couple coaches and uh, see some things on Twitter and, um, and Facebook and everything else, like the best camp in the world, right? Like, that's, that's, that's hard to imagine, the best camp in the world. I haven't been to all the camps in the world, um, so I'm not going to say that. But I will say this is not a camp where it's like Mark Prosser's there at 9 o'clock on Monday, right, and 3 o'clock. And then on Tuesday, 9 and 3 when it ends, and all the way to Thursday. He's there the entire time. His kids are in the camp. He's around. Our players, my God, they look forward to it, right? They are flying around. You can come – Please watch. It, it, you'll feel like it's a conference tournament game, with a, you know, on June Madness and August Madness, as we call it. Um, it's awesome. Uh, the reason our numbers are skyrocketing is because we have retention, right? And, and it's same in college basketball, right? Like, we keep having kids come back because they have unbelievable experiences. So, if you haven't signed up yet, you're missing out. No, it's not like limited spots are available. No, that's not, that's not the case. Um, we'll make it work. But trust me, like, you will not regret it. It'll, it will probably be... Um, again, I don't know how many camps you signed up for, but it'll be a top three camp at summer you go to. Your kid will, your kid will love it. Um, he'll get, you know, and it, he'll have a great time while hopefully learning some basketball skills as well. Um, and being around, like I just mentioned earlier, being around studs as kids on and off the court. They are just terrific young men. Um, and, you know, you, we've kind of lost that in the business world, right? And, and even here in coaching, like, a lot of this stuff's remote. You don't get to watch how people do things and learn um, and what a, you know, get four days to spend with. Um, sincere McMahon, Michael Numba, Kelton Talford, yep. in the blank, Casey Harrison, um, and some of our new guys will be there as well that you yeah. you can mention. Um, but it's it's an unbelievable opportunity, and um, trust me, you won't regret it. Cool. Um, well, thank you for coming on, and uh, we'll have you back on uh, next season. Let's do so it, man. In the fall, yeah. I appreciate it. you guys are doing great things, and trust me, it, it impacts winning whether you whether you have one follower or five thousand. Um, and what you guys do is, is awesome, and our recruits look at it, and when, when they commit and sign and you, and you reach out to them, man, it's, again, I can't make you do that. No one can do that. But the fact that you guys already do that, um, again, they mention it and the support and love um, that they get that reassures them they made a good decision. So thank you so much for what you do. And, we appreciate uh, I appreciate it. it, man. Yep. Rock the Hill. All right, and we'll see you all uh, next week for – 